Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Uh, well, let everybody know that we will be announcing the biggest fan name uh, coming up here right after our Mike Schiltz interview. Might be a couple of minutes after 9.15 just to warn everybody. You'll still have the full 10 minutes to call in if you hear your name to qualify for our grand prize night in the Odyssey Suite. 20 tickets. 2024 Padres game is going to be a heck of a night with all the fan hosts as well. The biggest fan contest is presented by the San Diego Seals. Tickets are on sale now at sealslax.com. Calm. But let's get right to it. We, we had a nice conversation with the new Padres manager, Mike Schiltz, as he got uh, ready to board a plane at Lindbergh Field this morning, head back to Charlotte for the holidays. Here is Bennett Woods with the skipper, Mike Schiltz. I feel like we have a, a wholesome new manager here with the San Diego Padres. Let's go out right now. He is uh, one of the many people in the uh, the Thanksgiving travel mode right now, getting uh, set to go back home for the holidays after being introduced yesterday as the 23rd manager in San Diego Padres history. We're joined right now on Ben and Woods by Padres skipper Mike Schilt. Mike, welcome to the program. It is great to have you, and uh, congratulations on the new job. Hey guys, good morning. Thanks. Very, really excited. And, uh, yeah, a big Charlie Brown fan myself. Also got to cap it off, uh, after Thanksgiving dinner with just a wonderful life. So. <laughs> Yeah, there, there you go. I like wanna, I said, wholesome manager right there. Jumps you know, right into the Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, first, yeah, we, I've been, we've been watching Christmas movies for weeks in my house. I mean, it's, we're feeling the spirit. Uh, obviously a huge day for you yesterday. It was great to see you. Great to talk to you. Um, you know, you, I, I thought you handled it pretty well. Now you've been down this road before. You've done the, the press conferences and things like that. Um, how many extra nerves though were there yesterday walking into the room? Cause I got to tell you, it, you looked pretty cool, calm and collected. Well, I appreciate that. You do draw from your experiences. Um, you know, it really is just if you're just talking to people about baseball, and you're you know you're you're shooting them straight and you're being who you are, it's really just a conversation. Um, and the thing that I grew up in a double A clubhouse, more than you may want to know, but I also kept the scoreboard um, for years. And there was two guys that you know back then you had the Daily Beat, you had a morning and afternoon paper, the Observer, and the Charlotte News. And I'd sit there with Stan Olson and Glenn Rollins, the, the beat writers for the AA club, and just saw how they, you know, worked so hard to get a quote and were worried about deadlines. And this always resonated with me that, you know, the media have, have jobs to do as well. And, you know, my job is to help be a mouthpiece for the organization and provide them information. And, you know, when we just talk about baseball, it's, it's not that overly challenging. Some of the questions are, you know, more challenging than others, but that's part of the gig, right? Sure. You know, I wanted to ask you because there, there's no one right way to become a, a big league manager, but nowadays you're seeing more and more former players right after their careers, like our friend Skip Schumacher now with the Marlins, getting yeah, into coaching and managing right away. You you came up, though, the old-fashioned way. You know, high school coaching, college coaching, minor league coaching, riding the buses. 
what what was that like just kind of years and years did you ever have like the vision that you'd get to the point when you were manager of the cardinals and now the padres or was that even almost like beyond your dreams at some point oh that was completely beyond my dreams um you know i just got through play and i was a really not very good college player and loved it and you know ran the race to see how far i could go and realized pretty quickly you know my playing career that you know my college was gonna be as far as i could take it and got done with with my college at UNC Asheville and said, you know what, I want to coach. And same mantra, really, just I loved it. I'll do it as long as I love it and that I feel like I'm, I'm reasonably good at it. And the second I feel like I'm overmatched, um, you know, I'll, I'll get out. And I just went about my journey without any real end destination in mind. I've always had a heart for, for young people and helping them get the most out of their God-given ability. And, I'll, of course, the competition and the the strategy and all the things that come with baseball that we, we all love. And so I just, you know, went about my journey and tried to do something that was the next step that was just going to make me better um, without any real end goal in mind. And, and you know, listen, I, I alluded to it yesterday. I got to manage in rookie ball in Johnson City in the Appalachian League, and I was stunned that they let me do that. Um, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was like, really? I mean – completely fooling everybody in this organization um but they set me up for success and had a lot of people around me that that, that allowed me to to do the do the job and learn the job and and so I just kept kept going and, and um but again even i got to triple a managing i can't say it, i didn't think about hey i got a chance to coach in the big leagues but i never even when i started leagues, the big you know drifted off and said hey i'm going to manage the cardinals or one day the padres just wasn't in my in my thought process. I just wanted to do do good where I was, create value for the players, create value for the organization, and lo and behold, you know, here we are. So we're talking to Padre skipper Mike Schilt here on Ben and Woods this morning. Again, appreciate your time. I know you're traveling today. Excuse me. Uh, the Padre fans, you know, last year was – and and you were there, you know, Mike. That's the thing I, I keep forgetting. Like you were here, you saw this, you you read the articles, you heard probably talk radio, you you heard some of the issues with this team. Um, from from your vantage point last year, when you looked at it, and I know you talked uh, yesterday about just wanting to move on a little bit, but when you look at it, what is kind of your your first order of business, I guess, as a new skipper? Have you have you been texting players? You've been talking to them, getting guys fired up. Does that come in spring training? What's been What's been the, the the last 24 hours been like for you? Well, it's been a whirlwind. I was excited when AJ um, let me know two nights ago about his decision. So that was fantastic. And then a whirlwind to, to get out here from North Carolina. Yeah, I, I've had a great opportunity to, to get to know and create relationships with a lot of people in the organization, primarily our players. And, you know, I feel like they're healthy relationships. I got a lot of respect for our guys in our clubhouse. I have not everybody on the 40-man, but – and I'll get to that at some point today and finalize a touch point with every every guy. Um, but I have spoken to to our opinion leaders um, through text and, you know, really favorable exchanges and, and a lot of respect that I have for that group. And, you know, last year, yeah, we're going to learn from it. We don't want to repeat it. We also want to grow from some of the good things. I felt like uh, the team started to get a little more unified and, and started to play their better version of, of baseball together towards the end of the year clearly the results showed in that as well and so we want to take the good because let's don't let's don't act like it was you know there wasn't anything positive taking place because that wouldn't be accurate um and let's just build on some of the things and it really comes down to consistency we just need to be more consistent 
you know, and uh, it's a little mantra that I use. You know, we want to be uh, better as the game goes, better as the series goes, and better as the as the season goes. We're just a continual stay in the moment, compete on what you're seeing, and 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 be better as we go. And you know, very growth mindset. And we do that, you're gonna get you know have the best version of of yourself and a team. And and then finally, just making sure we're we're in lockstep together, and and um, you know, we we create a real functional environment where everybody's you know clearly enjoying it and working together mike there were a couple of things that i i latched on to just sitting in the audience yesterday um you know fun and fundamentals swagger and substance for the san diego padres <laughs> you know when when you talk about playing baseball the right way being a buttoned up organization is is that harder when you when you're dealing with you know superstar players who are making now you know tens of millions of dollars a year? Is that something that you can still stress at this point? Fundamentals and playing the right way. How how challenging is that as a manager? Um, it presents its challenges because you, the the thing about the good news is you have guys that have gotten to that point in their careers because they played the game right and they're clearly talented players and they have a a drive and passion. So you just want to tap into that. Um, you know, the biggest challenge, which I don't think it's, it's going to be a tremendous challenge, but it, it's it's there. You know, you have, you have players that have a lot of experiences, have a lot of strong opinions, have a belief system. And in our case, you know, a lot of these guys have come from, from different places and been successful. And a lot of the fundamentals are just that they're, they're just, you know, across the board. This is what it is. This is how it is, but there is a, a, a way of, of uh, implementing it, executing it, practicing it, and then, you know, making sure guys are ready for the most important part and that's to, to play the game. So the real challenge is just making sure everybody is communicating what their, um, you know, strong preferences are, how they view the world, being able to listen to that, acknowledge it, and then come up with some of the non-negotiables that the group can agree on that are important for our identity and how we're going to, how we're going to play the game. And, you know, that's going to require in a team setting that people let go of some of their belief system for the greater good, because in a team, we just don't always get what we want. And I don't think that's going to be a tremendous issue. Uh, I think I know this group is, is hungry and dedicated and, and, and are good teammates. And I don't want to misrepresent that that's not been the case because that wouldn't be true. Um, it's a good group. Just a matter of, you know, making sure we're on the same page and we're communicating and we're sharing our belief system and we're using our high baseball collective IQs, which we have on this club, to work together on a daily basis to compete. And and, and for me, that brings out a lot of joy and and um, allow the personalities for these guys to come out and, and get after it in a you know, in a little league fashion where they just out playing baseball. Talking to a pottery skipper, Mike Schilt. Well, something you said yesterday in, in the press conference resonated with me. It actually gave me flashbacks and nightmares. You talked about when you started uh, your managerial career, you would manage a game. Then you'd get called back to the office. They'd have a yellow legal pad with all the mistakes <laughs> you made. And it happened to our show when we very first started on the radio at our old station. Every single day after the show, yellow notepad. I was like, I started to sweat. And I went, you know, when I think about it, though, I thought I thought probably did make us better. And what it did is it bonded us as a team. It absolutely bonded our hatred of it. But I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, man, like, because you had said, you know, you never really. I thought I had all the answers, and and you never really have all the answers when you're the manager of a of a major league baseball club. So, um, 
How much did that help you and, and, and groom you to be the manager and the man that you are today? Oh, man, it helped, it helped me a ton. You know, I actually welcomed it. I mean, there were days where, again, after a period of time, you feel like you kind of, okay, I kind of got this. And they weren't going to let you alibi to yourself about what you, you know, you thought you knew. And it just allowed me to grow like crazy from people that clearly had just knew more than I did. And it wasn't done, and I think it's how it's presented, it wasn't done in a, um, you know, it, there was positivity to it, too. It was done in a very matter-of-fact fashion. But it wasn't done in a personal, you know, you don't know what you're doing. It was just a continual, how do you see the game? How are you thinking about this? How are you, you know, peeling back the onion to make sure you're running your bullpen right to your infield depths, to your double switches back in the old National League rules? It was just a constant, how do you – how do you be the best version of yourself as a baseball guy, which creates value for you as in the organization? So um, it wasn't overly personal, and, and I just believe in it. And you know, we'll do it with our group clearly um, in, in this manner, where you know it's open ended and people are communicating and weighing in, and um, it's it's more collective. But you know, every day we go out, we get experiences, and we get 162 in the regular season. Of course, we get you know. 33 or however many spring training we, games we're going to have. And, you know, it's just really simple. If you're going to have those experiences, you're going to learn from them. And when you do it in a collective group and then you learn from other people's experiences, that way, you know, that's how development takes place and that's how you get to be the best version of yourself as quickly as possible. Because the thing is, that calendar, while it is long, 162 games, it does end. And, you know, just want to be sincere, you know, with, with our group and, and I was people were sincere with me about just taking advantage of it, and it's you know it's five ten minute touch points. It wasn't it wasn't overly excruciating, but you know it was it was real, and um, it made me a ton better, and, and it shaped a lot of who I am now. Boy, I'm loving talking baseball with Mike Schiltz. It sounds like our audience is loving this as well, and hopefully we're going to get a lot of chances to do so, uh, you know, in spring training and beyond. But we got to know a little bit more about. Mike Schilt, the person yeah. as well. You're, you're heading, you're heading to Thanksgiving like like the rest of us. What's the, uh, what's the top dish that's going to be on the table for uh, Mike Schilt tomorrow? We have to have mashed potatoes. Yes, I mean, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean that's just a that's a non non negotiable. Um, and, and a lot of that's that's you know that's my wheelhouse mashed potatoes. And of course, you got the turkey and all the other trimmings, but um, it's not Thanksgiving without. Mashed potatoes for me. What's your dessert of choice on Thanksgiving? Is it pumpkin pie, apple pie, pecan pie? You know, pecan pie. Uh, um, blueberry pie would probably be my my number really? one go to. I actually don't have much of a sweet food. Um, but how about you guys? Uh, I'm going pumpkin pie and apple pie. <laughs> and if there's blueberry pie there, I'll eat that yeah. as well. So no problem. Ice cream with that, I'm sure. Little ice cream. I like top. whipped cream. Whipped on, cream too. For some oh, reason, I love yeah. usually pie with ice cream. But on Thanksgiving, that big dollop Slather. of whipped cream on top is just perfect. <laughs> are you? I'm right, okay. A, so you're you're North Carolina guy. I'm, are you a country guy? I'm, I don't know why. That's like I'm like I'm just thinking musically. Musically, are you a country guy, or what do you like? You know what? I grew up in Charlotte without a real love for country music at all. <laughs> And Good now I'm in eastern North Carolina, which is a little more rural. And probably 10 years ago, I, I started listening to country music, and I'd say it's probably, you know, if it occupies 50% of my music interest. What's the other 50? Um, You know, I'm an 80s guy. Oh, yeah. you know, I'm, we're, we're good. 
We're talking you know, we're 80s fine. on eight on XM. Yeah, we're fine. We're, we're absolutely yeah. good. We are absolutely. We're in the in the in the kill zone here with with new Padre Skipper <laughs> Mike Schultz. Now, Mike, so. how do you feel about puns? Because uh, oh, the this puns poor guy. have been oh, rolling. They've been coming yeah. in. I mean, left and right. We can't stop. We're sorry. I mean, our station is ninety-seven-three. The fans. So we've already called this this segment the the Schilt hits the fans, which so. is fantastic. But. <laughs> We would, you know, yeah. honestly, we'd love to do this every week with you. Um, we want to, you know, it, it, our fans, they love it, man, and we love it, too. We love talking okay. baseball, and, and so, you know, if, we can, if we're able to do that, uh, we'll get together behind the scenes, try to make that happen. But, yeah, it will have a corny, punny name. Just know that going in. Oh, I'm okay with that. All Listen, right. I, uh, fifth grade, I got called down with an expletive. Mike, uh, expletive, some to the, you know. Across the whole school, so I, I've, I've dealt with a little bit all of it. One hundred percent. The L yeah, is not silent, is, is what yeah. he's saying, people. The L is people. not, silent. L is <laughs> not right. silent. That is, Mike, that is, uh, that is, that is right. Thank you so much again. Congratulations. Uh, we will definitely see you at spring training, if not before. Have a very happy Thanksgiving and uh, looking forward to uh, a great season coming up in twenty twenty four. Yeah, y'all have a blessed and happy Thanksgiving, and uh, you know, listen, we'll do this thing weekly when we'll talk a little baseball and and. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Let's go. Excited. Thanks so much. Mike Schilt, skipper of the San Diego Padres, 23rd manager in team history. The old uh, Woodsy salesman came out there. You, you got to ask for the order sometimes. I, I enjoyed listening to that again. He's a he's an easy he's an easy conversation. No doubt, that, that was a lot of fun. We'll uh, we'll talk obviously more about and to Mike Schilt as we move forward. Right now, though, it's time for us to give out the name of today's biggest fan. If you hear your name called, you will have ten minutes to call us back and qualify for our grand prize of twenty tickets to a twenty twenty four Padres game in the Odyssey Suite to watch with all your friends and all the fans' hosts. Today's biggest fan, Kevin McCarthy from Santee. Kevin McCarthy, you are on the clock. 833-288-0973. Used to have a boss named Kevin McCarthy. Used to have a Speaker of the House named that Kevin was McCarthy as well. I don't know if it's house. either of them, but uh, it's uh, your chance to call right now. Uh, 833-288-0973. The biggest fan contest presented by the San Diego Seals. Tickets are on sale now at sealslax.com. You can still get your name in by going to 973thefansd.com slash biggest fan. All right, we'll come back. I see a new Juan Soto trade proposal. Oh, fantastic! Thrown out by the national media. We'll just get those constantly coming, probably until a decision is made one way or another. Um, so we can talk about that when we come back after traffic here on ninety-seven three. The fan. I don't think things through. Larry called a lot of smoking. I want to disappear for days. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Kevin called in, so he is into the biggest fan drawing. Congratulations. Keep listening. 11.15 today, 11.30 today and 5 o'clock this afternoon for more biggest fan name drawings to qualify for that grand prize night in our Odyssey suite. So I, none of these trades are actually going to happen. I mean, when was the last time, like, off-season speculation on a giant blockbuster trade Actually, was called a hundred percent right. I don't want to say I don't want to say never because I'm sure it's happened. But I, uh, I, I mean, don't. yeah, sometimes trades make a lot of sense and they happen. But when you're talking about like, hey, they need prospects and everything, you have no idea what GMs are actually talking about. What's available in a system? What's not available? So, writers, you know, insiders, they're speculating on what sounds doable-ish when they come up with these trade offers. Yeah, and it, this may not surprise anyone, but I uh, couldn't really get a good read on on A.J. Preller yesterday when he talked about it. I, did, I, I guess I had the, the sense that um, you know they're going to try everything they can to keep him in the lineup this year, but they also said, as he does about everyone, yeah, but when they call, I you was, have to listen. I got a good sense. I thought they were definitely going to keep Juan Soto while most certainly trading him. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, he he did talk about what did he say? There was one part that he said. I'll, I'll tell you what part that he taught. He he talked in circles like he always did, but at the end of his answer about Juan Soto, he said, "But we really do need pitching." He did, and but he, he sa- also said the the prospect of Juan Soto in a contract year is great. Is great. I mean, we know how valuable but that he is. Did he wrapped it up by saying, "But you know, we we need pitching." And I went, "Ooh, crap! Okay, that's that's maybe something." And this proposed trade from uh, our friend David Schoenfield at ESPN would address some of the Padres' pitching needs. Now he he went with a surprise candidate. He writes that. The Yankees, the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Mets, they're the betting favorites to land Soto if there's a trade. But he suggests the Seattle Mariners step in, very common trade partner, and he says the Mariners would acquire outfielder Juan Soto from the San Diego Padres for right-handed pitcher Brian Wu, outfielder Cade Marlowe, right-handed pitcher Prelander Baroa, and catcher Harry Ford. Four-for-one deal. Uh, he says the Padres would get three major league ready players in Wu, who we saw a bit in, in the big leagues, had like a four ERA last year. Uh, Marlowe is an outfielder who made his debut last year, had put together one war in like 34 games. That, that actually projects for about a five war season. So, I mean, you can't count on that, but a, a decent debut for the 26 year old. Uh, Baroa is just getting to the big leagues. He's like their number 10 or 12 prospect. And then Ford is actually their 
one of their top prospects and is a top hundred prospect in baseball. I hate it. I hate it. I absolutely. But he hate says it. that's what a realistic haul. I'm not for trading with Juan Soto would look like Jerry Depoto, who fleeced us last time, and uh, I'm out. I'm out on the whole thing. I'm out. Now, you would almost certainly have at least one, if not both of those guys in your starting rotation next year. B. If you made a trade like that. I don't want to trade Juan Soto for a bunch of unproven talent. And I I understand. He's got one year left on his deal. He's He's a rental for the Mariners. He's a rental for the Yankees. He's a rental for the Red Sox. Rental for the Cubs. I understand all of that. You've got to pay... You got to pay more than than you want to. It doesn't. It it's going to hurt us. It needs to really hurt the other team. It doesn't need to be fair. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think both sides worked out. No, 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 no. I just and I, it's got to hurt. I do hurt. not see a return trade package that's going to have more pros. Yeah, you know when you'll than know a, than a Juan Soto in a contract year. You'll know exactly how it played out in the year 2034. You'll be like, hey, actually, that turned out to be pretty good. But until then, it's going to hurt. You might know in 2024. If the Padres keep Juan Soto and they and, win a World yes, Series exactly. with Juan Soto, <laughs> yeah, you'll say, exactly. that was a pretty good decision to keep Juan Soto yep. around. Now, I, let's be honest. Even if they make a, a decent run. You know. I, I do think that, that A.J. Preller is trying to set a high bar. When he talks about how valuable Juan Soto will be in their lineup and how they really want to keep Juan Soto and keep that position player group together, and you know a contract season is going to put up monster numbers, and we're still talking with Scott Boris about an extension, he's certainly trying to drive up the price sure. of any potential offer. Smart move. Like He wants to make sure other GMs know. We're not get, we're not so desperate to trade him that you're going to be able to yeah, fleece us fleece us for Juan Soto, bro. You know we know his value. We're very clear on it. And if you want to try to meet that price, uh, we will listen to you. Now, will the economic reality of what the Padres are facing in in payroll reductions force AJ Preller to soften a little bit as the off season goes on? And if he's not getting great offers, will he have to consider a lesser offer or? Can he find a way to make it work with Juan Soto on the Padres roster next year? Make what the payroll would, work somehow. What would Peter Scheidler do? Me <laughs> and tweet about it. I'm talking about legacy and this and that, and 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 do something as drastic as trade Juan. Soto. It's hard In to imagine opinion. that he would approve a pennies on the dollar deal to save money for Juan Soto. No doubt. Now, who knows what kind of strong-arming Major League Baseball is doing with the Padres and debt service. I don't really know. But, well, if signing wants, you know, him giving, getting his money in arbitration is not, it's not going to put you over some insane number, right? Like, you, you have, no, no. you got it in you, you to might, keep him for one you more You might year. have to go with Pedro Avila and Matt Waldron as, like, your three and four starters, though, I mean, if you keep Juan Soto. You can do it. You will have no pitching depth. Though. We don't know. We still Likely. don't. We still don't know. We don't know for sure what the payroll. If you want to keep it, if you want to keep it around two hundred million, and you want Juan Soto at his thirty-three million dollar arbitration number, you will not be able to go out and sign free agent pitchers. You will have to trade likely top prospects for cheaper, decent starting sure. pitching, which is an an option. an option. Or you will have to go with your own very questionable depth. And elevate it into your starting rotation next year. I, you know, I don't really like being all that pragmatic, and I know being pragmatic means you trade Juan Soto. And let's be honest, probably Ha Sung Kim 
Uh, but I don't want to do either of those things. You're a better team with both of those guys on it, and uh, y- there's not going to be anybody to replace the production from those guys that you're going to trade for. There's just not. You know, and I, it, it, a couple of years away does nothing. Oh, these these guys are major league ready. He's ready. No, 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 no. We have to have production. We have to have it next year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is was the better strategy: a deeper rotation and try to win games without Juan Soto. But I know the more fun strategy is Juan Soto. <laughs> try to outslug teams <laughs> and win eight to seven. Even if your pitching's a little suspect, you still have Juan Soto. And who knows? Maybe you'll have that season that you anticipated last year with your Correct. mega lineup and. Hey, who cares if our pitching stinks? We're scoring eight runs a game. It, you know, go ahead, try to beat us. That's what we thought. You know, that's we, what we it thought didn't was happen, happen last year, and they may need that next year. Yep. All right, let's take a timeout, Paulie. What do you have in the Rindle Report coming up next? Rindle Report: uh, a very weird uh, legal dispute between this, uh, some of Ben's favorite musicians. I hope this doesn't happen to Ben and I down the down the oh, road. No. I really hope this doesn't happen. You want to take a call, real Ben? Quick before break. Oh, take the call. Wood. Yeah, let's Ben V. Wood. Oh, all right, let's break. go out. Uh, who was it again? Uh, Hank. Hank. Hank, good morning. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Happy Thanksgiving. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're, We're doing, doing good. great, bud. How are you? Good. Good. I, I personally think that the Padres should either sign Johnny Cueto or Rowdy Telez. Okay. Johnny Cueto's a bit long in the tooth for me. Uh, Rowdy Telez could be pretty interesting to play first base. Big old dude. Nights ball out of the ballpark. But uh, I think both those guys could probably be had for pretty cheap. I think um, I think the you're thinking along the right lines, though, Hank, because the Potters are going to have to find a surprise pitcher, whether it's, a, as you said, a long-in-the-tooth Johnny Cueto who can put it together for one more season, someone who other teams aren't thinking about right now. A.J. probably is going to have to pull a rabbit – out of his hat. And by a rabbit, I mean a pitcher. Yeah. A, like, magically, like, hey, you didn't know this guy was going to be good next year, and we found him, and he's cheap, and he's pitching well for us. They're, he's going to need to do that for the Padres to be successful. Hank, how old are you, by the way? I'm 14. 14 years old. I find it odd that a 14-year-old goes by Hank. I When I hear the name Hank, I feel like you should be like 65 and not 14. Well, so what I like would he that. go by? Henry? Henry, maybe. Is your are name you, Henry? Are you a Henry? Not. I am a Henry. You are Henry. Okay. All right. But you I like, like, Hank, you like Hank. It's pretty badass. I like Hank. Though. All right. All right. Well, I like your ideas. What are you up to today, Hank? Yeah, what are you doing? I'm driving up to LA. You're not allowed to drive. You're too young to drive, uh, Hank. So <laughs> well, that's. No, but my dad's driving. Okay, okay your dad's driving. Okay. 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 All right, good. Woods well, was worried there for a I second. Was. <laughs> I was. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Hank. Thanksgiving, bud. Happy Thanksgiving, dude. I like your ideas, Junior GM Hank on the line. I like it a lot. I've heard worse. Believe you me, I've heard way worse. <laughs> got Hank Hill, Hank from Breaking Bad. We get Hank. So we said he's Hank. He can drive. Yeah, if your name's Hank, you can drive. It doesn't yeah, matter how old you true. are. He's probably drinking beer tonight. And <laughs> I love it. He's Hank. I love Hank. You call in any time, buddy. Anytime. Hank Steinbrenner. Hank famous Steinbrenner. Hanks. Yeah, famous Hanks. Tom Hanks. Let's go. We have to go to break. Right, for let's Christ go to the minor reports next here on 97.3. Hank Gathers. You guys remember him? I'm sad. Jeez.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, Bo, Thanksgiving 2023. What are you thankful for? My dad. Of course. My mom. Of course. My ta- my brother. Okay. Taylor. Yes. Um, me. You're thankful for yourself. Okay. For my, my grandma's dog, Fiona. Okay. Tino. Okay. Um, my fish. Okay. My cat. Mm-hmm. My, my cat. Okay. Um... My friends, my house, my beautiful world. Beautiful world. Beautiful world. My beautiful world. What? Who's Tino? Tino is uh, is is another one of uh, his grandmother's dogs. Oh, okay. More pets. Lots of pets. Lots of pets. Strong uh, Tommy Fam vibes from Bo. There. I'm proud of myself. Proud of myself. Thankful for myself. We have been uh, (laughs) telling him that. Since he was little, that you should be proud of yourself. Instead of saying, we learned, we learned this. Instead of saying, I'm so proud of you, you tell your child, you should be proud of yourself. And he loves that Tommy Fan clip. I'm proud of myself. That's his favorite. He's been saying, My it. brother. Okay. Taylor. Yes. Um, me. You're thankful for yourself. Thankful. For okay. Yeah. yeah. Probably proud of himself, as he should be. Love that. Yeah. Proud of myself. It's one of my favorite clips that we've ever had. It's a good one. Um, good we one. have a, uh, some more Thanksgiving content coming your way at some point today, correct? You were filming some videos. Oh, yeah. Paul's going to post tweet. a video later tomorrow. today. Yesterday. Tomorrow on or Thanksgiving. tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, uh, everything today. in the video says tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, then so today. Probably yeah. later today. Enjoy that. Some of your uh, your Padres family favorites with uh, Woodsy. Yeah. You'll uh, like that it. That he recorded yesterday at the, uh, the news conference. So keep an eye on the Ben and Woods social media channels. For that, right now, let's get some headlines to wrap up the show with Polly. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tune into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biatch? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a all right. All right. All right. Thanksgiving edition. Uh, not really. Oh, all right. 
Not really. Just the fact that it's the day before Thanksgiving. Fair enough. That's it. Yes. Let's call it that. Uh, guys, we'll start in college football. The college football playoff rankings came out yesterday, and we finally had a little bit of a uh, mix-up. It's yeah. been the same for the last few weeks, and Washington has cracked the top four. They leapfrogged Florida State to take the number four spot. Uh, Florida State fell. They lost their quarterback for the year, and uh, the voters did not like that, or the committee, I should say. I think it was more that Washington earned it. They beat a ranked opponent, Oregon State, on the road, and Florida State played a, a nobody, like Northern Alabama or something. <laughs> And no, they've definitely, they've definitely earned it. They've, yeah, they've, Washington has earned they it. They have earned it. You know. Georgia's still number one. Ohio State still at number two. And uh, Michigan at number three. The trouble for Washington, obviously, is they're probably going to have to play Oregon again. Always tough to beat the same team twice. Oh, yeah. Pac-12 in a season game. In the Pac-12 championship game. Now, Oregon is still very much in the race. If they beat Washington, that's that would be a huge win. And they'd have a conference title. Obviously, the loser of Michigan-Ohio State. This week is not going to even be in the Big Ten title game. Hard to make that argument that the loser of that game deserves a spot. Georgia is clearly you know, on their way if they win, but Alabama is now back in the picture here. If they win over Georgia in the SEC title game, right? that, that would give them Crazy. a leg up into the playoff. And Texas isn't out of it because if they win the Big 12 with one loss and have a win over Alabama, especially if Alabama ends up winning the SEC, that's going to look in it like an incredible win. It's going so, to be a little bit chaotic they, Yeah, they, the they like to put the chaos. Okay, so what if there's two undefeated teams, but there's six one-loss teams? Who are the two that gets in? Right. And uh, we'll see. Usually it kind of works itself out here in this four-team college football playoff. I've, kinda, I've been cheering for the chaos every year because I'm going, this four-team is a bad idea. They've gotten away with it most years. There's been a couple that controversial, you know, four versus five. For the most part, it works out for them. But one of these years, it's going to be a disaster. Like, we have six teams. They're all right. You put them in a hat. They all deserve to be there. And we're going to have to shave off three or four of them. So we'll see what happens in the end. Interesting story in uh, women's college basketball over the last few days with Angel Reese, the star player for LSU. She's been out for a couple of games. And it's uh, debatable about... Why? I we've, thought it was we've grades. been led to believe it's because of grades, and that's all because of like drama between moms of the players on social media, like sending cryptic messages back and forth about GPAs yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Like so, she didn't make grades; she was not playing. And then one of the other moms like took some shots yeah, at her. And yeah, her, it was very weird. Very like, very former tough scene. players from like last year's championship team were like commenting on social media about it all. It was just weird and certainly warranted questions from the media to uh, LSU women's basketball coach uh, Kim Mulkey. Mm-hmm. And there was this clip going around from a couple of days ago. And I want you guys to hear it and, and tell me what you think. Are these fair questions for, from the media? And was this a fair response from the coach? You always have to deal with locker room issues. That's just part of coaching. In 40 years, I can never think of a time where I didn't have to deal with issues. That's what coaches do. Sometimes y'all know about them and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you want to know more than you're entitled to know. I'm going to protect my players, always. They are more important. It's like a family, Scott. Let me ask you this. If you 
do some discipline of your own children, do you think we're entitled to know that? That's a family in that locker room. So she is talking to the reporter. She goes, if you discipline your children, are we entitled to know that? Well, the national media is not covering his children. Covering my children. I I don't know that that's a totally fair comparison. Tell me. But I totally get what she's saying about keeping, you know. Well, I feel like if it was just grades, then you'd be like, yeah, she didn't make it. Even if it's grades, I mean, I, I would say if this was 10 years ago, absolutely, college athletes not getting paid a dime are entitled to more privacy rights than, say, their professional counterparts. Even if there's a lot of interest in what's going on, sure, that's fair. some of that business should stay behind closed doors. I do feel, and I, I know women's basketball isn't getting the kind of money that, you know, Caleb Williams but or... She, NIL, but, but, she makes but some in, money. But in women's, you know, top oh, yeah. women's basketball, now that there's NIL involved, I do think that that comes with a higher level of accountability to be on the court, and if you're not on the court, then the question should be asked uh, of what, why is it that one of your star players has now been gone for a couple of games? Like the first game she missed, it was also after being benched in the second half of the previous game. So, of course, that's going to raise some eyebrows. And she said, uh, Angel is not in uniform. Angel is a part of this basketball team, and we hope she's back with the team soon. I'm not going to answer any more than that. When they pressed her again, she said, I could... But I won't. It was a coach's decision. I, and I'm not an NIL hater. I'm not one of those people that bring back college sports the way it used to be and just scholarships and that's it. And you're turning, you're wrecking the game. I'm not an NIL hater. But I do feel like if you're going to argue, and college athletes have argued, hey, we should be compensated more. We're making tons of money for the school, so we should be compensated. With compensation comes more responsibility. Sure. To your athletic department and to your fans and to your your boosters and the NIL sponsors who are giving you that money, it, they certainly deserve to know what. Why is I, you know I'm hey we're we're funding fifty thousand NIL money for yeah, her. Why, why is she, she not out yet? there? For sure. Maybe they no told. Maybe that. they told the sponsors. I don't know, but I would certainly think they're entitled to an explanation, even if maybe the rest of us aren't. And the question, absolutely fair question to be asked. No, no. no doubt. The reporter does not have to share when he disciplines his children. Correct. All right. Uh, we talked about Hall and Oates not too long ago. I think Ben was telling us that they don't like it's Daryl Hall and John Oates. Right. Daryl Hall, Hall and, and John Oates. Oates. Yeah. They've never. They said we've never been Hall and Oates. Well, they're Hall and Oates. Even though everyone thinks they know them as Hall and Oates, they said we've always been two artists. We just happened to work together named Daryl Hall and John Oates. And John We're Oates. not Hall and Oates. Higgins well, and Woods. I don't know why in 2023 this caught me by surprise. I just assumed that they were uh, buds, but they're getting a little litigious it's here. It's very litigious so, at this point. Daryl Hall fall, filed a lawsuit against... Well, all right, hold on. Uh, Daryl Hall is the blonde one. Yes. John Oates is the perm. Okay. Yeah. Mustachio. Mustachio. Hall is suing Oates, and he's claiming a form of a breach of contract. Okay. He also got a restraining order against him last week. <laughs> and I'm reading from TMZ here, and look, TMZ like 15 years ago didn't sound like much. Now they do their homework. Like they're they can get a lot of these details, and the court cases are pretty sealed tightly. They were able to uh, get a little bit of information. It just says that they were in arbitration over a dispute. Typically, musical groups have their own contracts, and it would seem Hall believes that Oates violated that deal. As for what it could be, it's you know possibly uh, royalties, division of royalties, 
or even uh, Oates singing their songs in solo acts. Yeah, the, a lot of artists do not like that, where... You start as a band. You start as a band, and then one guy goes out on Beach his own. Beach Boys have been an They've example been, of yeah, that. There, yeah, there's been so many. It's the the publishing of music. You know, we have the rights to the name of this band, so you'll see like you'll see like a band like I don't know. Give me like Great White. You'll see the new Great White or Great White featuring so and so. I don't know why I just pulled Great White out of all the bands out there. But it happens all the time where it's like, all right, we get it, man. But they, Journey still Journey. Yeah, the, without, yeah. Journey, I think, still was still Journey. Are, yeah. Yeah. TMZ is strongly like alluding to it being singing their songs from the band yeah. while... Hall goes out on tour, or Oates goes Oates out on goes tour out on and tour. sings, I can't go for that. And Hall's like, you can't sing that. We, that was our song. So yeah, but I'm, it's partly mine. It's ours. So it's partly Paul is mine. literally saying, "I can't, I go can't for go that for that." No, to you, John Oates. Correct. Your kiss What's is the... no longer on my list. Don't do this. I'm begging Stop. you. Please don't. Uh, what? What is the restraining order for? Like that? I don't know. Mean texts and calling constantly, and I don't know. It was it's... granted. Was it really? It was granted. Okay. Well, that's wild. That's you hate to hear that. They look like, and you know, don't judge a book by its cover. They look like just two. Two buddies and just played music together like normal guys, and now they're embroiled. What in would our, uh, in 30 years, our court case, Ben v. Woods, <laughs> I'm suing you. I need a restraining order against if Woods. Woods starts doing raps on his own. Yeah, right. <laughs> starts rapping on my own. I, you do, don't do this on another show you hi- or something. I, you, I, you hire another Ben to replace me. Yeah. And I'm going, and you can't just, use this name anymore. We're still go, ben hey, and this Woods. guy's named Ben, too. Yeah. So fair. we're still Ben and Woods. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's sad that it comes to that, though. It really is. Can't work that stuff out in private. It's it for us. Sarah is no longer. Uh, I was waiting on it. I was like, <laughs> you can't wedge that one in. <laughs> you cannot wedge that one in. But he did. But he did. Sure did. Mm. All right, I see uh, Braden's coming in next. Uh, he's filling in for Coach today. He'll have his thoughts on Mike Schilt's press conference yesterday and more. Italian Paul will be with him, so that should be good. And uh, Coach, good luck to him. He's doing a stress test, I think, today. He mentioned, uh, have you ever done one of those? They put the monitors Mm-mm. and you have to I, run on a treadmill. I did it once. I, I, don't, I don't look forward to mine. Um, Coach can be running on a treadmill? Is that yeah. what they do? You yeah. run on a treadmill? Oh, yeah. oh God. Yeah, they got to get the heart pumping. To stress you out a little bit, see how how the ticker responds in such situations. I probably situations. should get that done sooner yeah. than later. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah. To make you. sure that you're going to be okay. You want to be around for Bowen Taylor. Yeah, no doubt. Long into the future, no doubt. So, uh, last couple of minutes here. Uh, last thoughts. Just want to wish everybody out there a very happy Thanksgiving holiday uh, with your family or your friends. Friendsgiving, however you celebrate. Uh, we will uh, hope you have a really nice weekend, and we will be back on Monday morning, yes, guys. We will. Love the good. Friendsgiving. Did that in college a lot. Didn't go home for Thanksgiving because, well, Christmas was like three weeks away. Just kind of waited for that one. I uh, am very, very thankful for you fellas. I'm thank you, thankful for the uh, the tier ones out there. Thankful for this long weekend. Need a little bit of a, a breather. Get to hang with the family. My folks will be leaving on Friday. They're leaving day after tomorrow. Uh, it's been a nice visit for them. They've been here about nine. They'll be here about nine days. They've been watching the kids every day, so it's just been fantastic. Get a little breather. Uh, but hey, enjoy your time with your family, um, and we'll be here for you on Monday morning. And thanks to the Padres for uh, naming a manager, so we didn't go into this entire Could weekend still waiting and wondering. 
if we were going to get some sort of breaking news over the Thanksgiving holiday yes, sir. that we no longer have to worry about. So uh, that is it for us. Uh, everybody, have a very safe next four days. We'll be back with you on Monday morning at 6 a.m., and then we'll come back and we'll be in the home stretch, heading toward the holiday extravaganza on uh, December 20th. And then right into 2024, fantasy camp, spring training. It's, uh, it's all going to get very close very fast. We have a lot coming up, buddy. For Paul Rindle, for Stephen Woods, I'm Ben Higgins. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday from all of us here at Thank San you, Diego's everybody. number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 